Well, hello everyone and welcome to another exciting edition of the Saints Radio broadcast here on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in Dallas, Texas. My name is Monica Terrell, as most of you know, and um, it's just such a great blessing to be here and to just share this hour with you. And we have just a really exciting hour today. I have three very special guests with me. Um, many of you may be wondering where Apostle Ron is, and I just want to give just a brief report and say that he is doing very, very well and, and really would have been here today um, on the broadcast, but he relinquished this hour to what the Lord wanted to do in speaking through our special guest. And so we bless him, and um, he will be back tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live, and I know that everybody's going to be just so, so blessed to hear his voice again and to have him back in his position and in his chair at his pulpit. So um, just so excited, just so happy to be here and to be able to have spiritual discussion and to be able to share with you all in so many of the things that God is doing, um, both here in Dallas and throughout the network, throughout the world. Um, we had a very powerful Zoom teaching on Saturday with Brazil, talked about the histeme and talked about warfare in the histeme, and it's just always such a great blessing to connect with them and to see how the Lord is moving through that church in South America and really establishing his his army there. And yesterday had the great privilege of being with Luke and Sylvie Vinishon for Message of the Week, talking about the spirit of prophecy. And um, just it's this morning I heard from, from Switzerland, from Olivia Zafus, and she has connected with some intercessors and they went to um, the government offices there in Geneva and they prayed over them and they made declarations. Um, just so many things are happening throughout the world when the enemy is just trying to shut us down. Mm -hmm. But the saints are rising, mm -hmm. um, the church is rising, and being the light that God called us to be. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so um, without further ado, um, I am just incredibly, I'll see if I can get through this broadcast without shedding a tear. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because you all know me, I'm like the weeping prophet. Um, but just my heart just explodes, just um, being with uh, in the company of uh, these three that are with me today. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's been like a couple of years ago that the Lord began to prophesy about how God was raising up Elisha's. And the generation, this generation that, that, that he is, is, is really raising up to, um, I want to say, take the baton and carry it forth. Mm -hmm. but, but beyond that, to work alongside like Elisha and Elijah mm -hmm. could have done. And really, we wish that they could have done. But we know that that double portion was laid upon them. The mantle of Elijah was laid upon, uh, upon Elisha, and, and, and he ran with it. And um, we talked and we've prophesied about how really how incredibly powerful it would have been if um, Moses and Joshua could have gone into the promised land together, how Saul and David could have functioned together. Um, but in some ways, you know, the enemy got in there and, and really broke that tandem, that, that tandem of the generations. 
And so it was prophesied a couple of years ago that God was really raising up Elisha's, but to really run alongside Elijah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, <laughs> I've seen the rising up of this really all over the world, just in the generation that the Lord is raising up. And I know that we've talked so much about this. We've taught about this. We've prayed over this. Mm-hmm. And so many of you that are listening have really witnessed this in your own churches. And um, it has been just my great privilege to uh, ah, to 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 witness to be a part of, to sow into, to guide, pray over, partner with just this young generation that are absolutely on fire for God, on fire for Jesus. I mean, there's no compromise here. And and who I have with me today are three of just the mighty women of God from Santa Barbara, from the Olive House, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the church, the home church, the Olive Church. Now, I've known you for five years now, and or five years plus, and from the very first time I met each one of you, I knew that, that God was calling us to, to really partner and, and to walk alongside together in the work of the Holy Spirit. And really for me to, to take a role um, to gird you up and to shepherd you in whatever way that you needed to be shepherd, to be, but to be your friend, to be a spiritual mother and really to encourage and 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 God has been so faithful as as I've been able to witness and to watch what God has done in your lives mm-hmm. and so today I have with me um, these three incredible women they came to to visit with us for a couple of days from the Olive House in Santa Barbara I've got Veronica hello hello mm-hmm. and I've got Amber hi there and I've got Alex. Hello. <laughs> and they have been with us for a couple of days now. We've had a lot of just beautiful moments together in fellowship at the table of the Lord. Um, we've had some prayer times. We've had some worship times. We've talked constantly about Jesus yeah. mm-hmm. and um, just really just had some beautiful times together. But I know that it was God's ordained plan for them to be here mm-hmm. at this time. And um, and I th- I'm thankful to Apostle Ron for allowing us to take um, this hour and to be able for them to share and just to really be able to sow into um, the saints, into really what God is doing through intercession and through worship in this ministry, and to sow into the world to anybody that listens, just testimony and just really just words of um, prophecy, words of encouragement just through their testimony, just through what they've walked through over the last um, five years, really, Mm -hmm. since God has raised you up. And so um, that's what we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. And um, as usual on this broadcast, we have nothing, you know, there's nothing scripted. This is all spirit-led. And so we're just going to go with the spirit and let him speak. And so um, I hope that this blesses everyone that listens. Amen. Amen. So before we launch into um, a discussion, would you, anyone, one of you want to say anything? Oh, man. Just what a blessing this is. This is incredible to be here. And um, yeah, Mama Monica, we love you so much. You have been so essential for our walk just to witness 
what it looks like to have decades under your belt with the Lord and history of I know he's going to show up because I've seen it. I've seen his faithless his, his faith, faithfulness. Thank you. <laughs> and he's going to do it in your life. And that confidence that you're sowing into us is it's changed my walk with the Lord. And so, yeah, we are humbled to be here and so blessed to be in your midst. So thank you. Oh, it's, it's our, it's our privilege. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very super excited to be here and to talk about the Lord and talk about what he's been doing in our lives. And, um, I mean, I feel like, like what you just said, I think when things really began to change for me is, was when I began to be fathered and mothered mm-hmm. by people um, who love the Lord and have given their life for the Lord. Like it's partnering with um, our fathers and mothers and like, and then going forth and then running, that feels yeah. like, like that's where the power is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, with the Lord. Yeah. So it's yeah. really sweet to reminisce on how we've been, we've grown because of you and because of other um, fathers and mothers yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I echo that. I even echo last night, Alex and I talking about our two days just being here, um, dwelling with the people of God and in the house of God and like feeling like we both were saying to each other, it's like we're meeting the Lord's love, like, Mm-hmm. all fresh and new again like for the first time to be to be here in in Texas and in Dallas and and it's just such an honor and a blessing so we're excited and we're so grateful yeah mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know it's it's because when i met you all i mean you were still in college and all these these three young ladies they're they're all friends of you all know noah he grew up here um, this was his home church and will forever be his home church. And he's been on the broadcast and led us in worship. And But anyway, they're dear, dear, very close friends of Noah. And um, But when I met you, you all were all still in college. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that was just so astounding to me, and I speak this really over your whole community, mm-hmm. is about how it was all about Jesus. I mean, the, it's like you, you study, you go to school, mm-hmm. and you learn discipline, but your hearts were just so wide open for whatever God had. And, and any time I would talk, I remember talking to you, Alex, over Thanksgiving. And I'm like, Alex, you're about to graduate because she graduated this May. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> what are your plans? And she said, I want to go to China. I mean, that was the first thing out of her mouth. And her dad was sitting over here and his eyes were like this big, right? Because we know what, how hard it is in China, yeah. right? And, yeah. But, I mean, there was like no wavering. It was just mm-hmm. like... This is what I feel like God wants me to do. I don't know how he's going to do it because mm-hmm. right now it looks impossible. But I think it's just the resolve and just the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit that you were created to move with him and yeah. to function with him. And you were put on this earth to partner with the Lord in whatever he had for you. And so every one of you has a different story mm-hmm. and has a story about the way that you have, mm-hmm. as a community, walked alongside one another in whatever God wants to do in and through your community. And I can tell you, just speaking into Santa Barbara, into one of the most liberal states in the world, mm-hmm. you wow. are a light shining in the center of darkness. Mm-hmm. And your light is so bright. And I, I, you know, I know that we're going to talk about you know, some of the challenges, unfortunately, because they're, I mean, 
goodness. I mean, God gives you a vision, and, and you go after that vision. And, of course, the enemy is going to contest it every way that he can. Right. And so, you know, my heart as an intercessor and really as a covering for you is just, just I won't relent. I mean, the, the enemy will not hijack this. Mm-hmm. I mean, period, mm-hmm. no way. I mean, what God has ordained is going to be, and I yeah. know that um, he's going to do so many incredible things through you. But so, so you were in school, and then you've all graduated. Mm-hmm. And um, for you, Veronica, I can just address this. I remember, what, about maybe a year, year and a half ago, or maybe longer, mm-hmm. God had given you a vision because you graduated, your family's in the Bay Area, and, mm-hmm. and you thought, I really feel like the Lord wants me to stay in Santa Barbara. Yeah. This is what the Spirit is saying. And, and further, I feel like he wants us to do something significant here. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, having counsel with you and talking to you about what that might look like, but it looked like at that time anything but possible. <laughs> yeah. Because you <laughs> you didn't even have any place to live. Right. And so we can joke about this now, even though I know it was hard then, but yeah. I mean you you literally use the phrase I was you know, I was couch hop- hopping. Yeah. And staying with anybody that I knew would let me stay with them. Because I knew God wanted me there. And through, like, the course of, you know, different transitions, the Lord provided a a house for you all, which you dedicated to him. And that house has become the Olive House, which is the church that we're talking about. And so just the pathway from, you know, from you gaining the vision. And we'll speak of Alyssa, too, because she was, you know, a partner in that with you. Um, You all are like co-pastors there. (laughs) God gave you the vision and you held on to the vision Mm -hmm. and you ran with the vision. It reminds me of like Abraham. I mean, how God gave him the vision and established righteousness in him. Mm -hmm. But the fruit of it looked anything like Mm -hmm. it was going to be possible to Mm -hmm. the point where God took him to the mountain with his his son and Mm -hmm. made him, you know, said, I want you to sacrifice Mm -hmm. your son because I want your whole heart. Mm -hmm. And so I've watched that progression through you where God has, you know, different segments, kairos moments, I Mm -hmm. I guess we could say of this pathway where the Lord has required more of you, more Mm -hmm. of you, more of you, more faith. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up on this vision. This is what God has for me to do. And you've seen the blessing of it in establishing this house, which Mm -hmm. is a dwelling place of his presence. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this the other night, and then I'm going to turn this over to you all. Um, because it's hard. It's hard to have a church. It's hard to lead and to guide yeah. when you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've all been there. Yeah. You know, we've all been there. It's our walk of faith. Um, but the, the point I'm making is that that vision had become part of you mm-hmm. because it was God's purpose for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you never let go of that vision. And now God is is showing you the fruit Mm -hmm. and and you've provided a dwelling place Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes when we start a church we feel like it needs to look like this or look like this or look like this when really what god is doing through you looks like nothing else Mm -hmm. it looks like him and and it may never look like this church down the road or this church in this other city because what he's doing in and through the olive house is set apart yeah. and and your greatest responsibility is to be that house of prayer and worship and to welcome his mm-hmm. presence first and foremost and to become a dwelling place of his breath mm-hmm. and from that he will minister mm-hmm. through his leaders 
And so I just want to ask any one of you just to, just to speak into that and, and just to share, you know, your perspective of that pathway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to reiterate some of the things he said. Um, but honestly, as I'm sitting here, I'm like getting, I feel humbled even that um, as I reflect that all these things did come to pass, you know, and because as you're speaking, I'm remembering what it was like to have a vision or to have the Lord speak or um, to give him my heart or to give him my yes in that first moment of, okay, God, you know, I'm going to give you a blank slate. Um, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go next? And uh, I mean, like you said, I was in college. At, I was graduating from college. Um, I was, so I was a senior and I had no plans. Well, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. And I originally thought I was going to go to maybe a ministry school or something um, and at Bethel or something Oh, like that's that. right. That I was remember my thought. That. I was like, I'll just go to BSSM. That sounds like, mm-hmm. that sounds fun. Um, but then the Lord, through Alyssa, showed me that I didn't, he didn't want me to go there next. And that maybe he had a plan for the both of us together. And my heart at that point was, okay, after I graduate college, I want my whole life to be based on faith. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I don't want to live a life where where it's easy or the, where there's no risk. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. choosing, I want a life where it's going to be by faith. Every year, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I don't want anything else. It's settling. And so um, I feel like that was the heart was, Lord, you know, I'm going to give you a blank slate. I'm going to give you my yes. And I believe even though I'm small, I'm 22 year old girl, you know, um, you can do whatever you want. And same with Alyssa. And so we let, we asked the Lord to give us a vision. And then within two weeks, I had this encounter with the Lord where he showed me, he actually showed me my family. He showed me family. So he showed me all the people in my life at that time, which is like us and our other friends, including Noah, people who were like family, who were going after the Lord and who were so on fire for him. And so he's like, Veronica, look, you're, you have these people who you're running with. Wow. You can do. You can mm-hmm. start your own house church, you, or not even. I don't think it was house church at that time. It was you can start your own um, worship, like gospel gospel house or worship worship mm-hmm. nights mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara, and and so he gave me that picture of a of like a group of people who are going after him and who are ministering to each other, you know, and um, and then that same the next day I told I tell Alyssa and she tells me that she got the same vision. And so it was, you know, those heaven on earth moments where I'm like, the Lord is speaking and moving. And, and like you said, mm-hmm. it took, it ended up taking about another year until that we actually got a house and we couch hopped and all that. And we, it was all by faith and believing that this is what the Lord had told us. And not only us, but you and other people mm-hmm. and her parents and people who we know hear the Lord. And so, um, and it wasn't easy. Yeah. I think, I think when you're when you're saying yes to the Lord and you're giving him your whole life so not only your prayers but your actions like Lord I'm gonna move here I'm gonna look for a job here I'm gonna wait upon you and I'm gonna actually physically give you my yes um, when you're doing that based on based on a faith on something you haven't even seen yet like a promise not yet fulfilled then it gets really difficult and it's sanctifying and humbling because people look at you like you're crazy (laughs) and my family like my family that actually was on board you know they wanted to trust the lord too but 
definitely questioned it and there are people that questioned it and um yet we just had to hang on to the lord's word and trust him and keep praying and he totally opened all these doors and and then ended up giving us a house and then actually because of quarantine because of covid because of quarantine um, the Lord showed us through that time that it was going to be house church, you know. And so just the timing of it is kind of crazy when you don't realize what what's about to happen in the earth when God tells you mm-hmm. to, to go do something. Yeah. I didn't know that this was going to happen this year or where I think actually house church, home church is going to be a call for a lot of people in the country and yeah. um, probably in the world, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, really humbling to see that God had a whole vision and yeah. he, he saw way before me of course that's who he is but to actually see it in your own life is a it feels like it's a yeah it's just great it's really crazy and so to see that he saw all that and here I am and now we have this house church and there's people who want to be involved and he's put it on other people other leaders in Santa Barbara on their hearts and just how he connects it all I think um, he's just so faithful that's my biggest that's the biggest thing the, that that word to me, um, I think it's the word of the year or the word of the last two years, three years of that he is faithful and he always mm. shows up. He always yeah. shows up to be faithful, and when, especially yeah. when we're not faithful because mm-hmm. we're not faithful all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and it's really his faithfulness that causes us to be faithful. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you just can't, I can't even take honor or credit because He's the one that made it all happen, and mm-hmm. he just wants our yes. So, and our, yeah, so that's what I have to say. <laughs> that's that's so good, and I'm going to respond, and I'm going to give you all, you two girls, an opportunity, ladies, women. <laughs> um, call me a girl anytime. <laughs> um, and just say that, you know, that we have so many, like, intercessors and people that, that, that have, you know, stepped away from the general church and are really pursuing the deeper things of the Spirit and, yeah. and the deeper truths of the Spirit. And, and they just want more. I mean, they, they want more of His presence. They don't, you know, I think it's real easy to play church. Mm-hmm. And God's, He didn't have, you know, God means business. Mm-hmm. I mean, He's got a plan, and He created us to partner with Him in that plan. And so I hope that this, just this testimony encourages so many of you that are out there that, that we know, I mean, we've even spoken into you that, that God is calling you to establish um, a house of prayer. Yeah. I think we decided we may call them dwelling places or um, dwelling houses. I, I'm not really sure exactly what that is. but And I know when COVID began, of course, none of us knew this was going to happen. Right. And it's so interesting that the revelation of COVID came to me when I was coming home from Santa Barbara. And that's a whole nother story. Wow. Yeah, because I, I had to fly out of LA and I got to the international airport, which is where they were having me fly out and I ended up being delayed for like 14 hours and everyone had on masks. And and I, I thought, what is happening here? Yeah. But they must've seen the news and I didn't see it because I was there with you all just doing like kingdom stuff, right? Because <laughs> I totally missed the news that, wow, there's an, a pandemic coming in. Yeah. But that, that's another story. But um, back to my point is that, you know, God did call us to to really believe in the vision and to walk in the vision and to really run with the vision. 
In fact, the Bible says, you know, the old men will dream dreams, the young men yeah. will will have vision, and mm-hmm. and it's so important that we hold on to that. And I just really, it's been such a blessing to watch you, um, just in faith, just hold on to that vision mm-hmm. and not let go of it. And even, you know, you've 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 started, you've established the church, and and it happened during this year when really COVID happened, churches closed, and what the Lord began to say to His people was. I want you to go to your homes and establish them as dwelling wow. places of prayer and worship. Yeah. Make them establish an altar in your own home. Absolutely. And I think that that it really is the beginning of the of the really the end time movement of his church. Mm-hmm. It's not about big right conventions and mega churches even though God visits them and God is there. It's about mm-hmm. the heart. It's about yeah. those that that really want to just really be that dwelling place of his presence mm-hmm. and, and allow his spirit to move. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just hope that this, I know that this is encouraging to so many people that have been standing knowing that God wants them to establish something like this. Yeah. And um, it may look anything but pro- the pro- like the promise, yeah. but his promises are yay and amen. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I, uh, well, for me, like coming from a broken background with f- a broken family, that was something that I always longed for. It was one of the deepest desires of my heart was to have a family. And you were saying that, you know, you were looking around and you said, look, my family yeah. is running after Jesus. And um, this proverb came to my mind. It's Proverbs 17, 17, that a dear friend will love you no matter what, mm-hmm. and a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. Oh. Wow. And for me, that's exactly what this has been. It's the simple day in and day out of doing life together. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always had a rebel heart. And mm-hmm. so submission was like the <laughs> hardest thing to wrap my head around of why would I do that? (laughs) Like, why would I do what anybody tells me what to do? Like, Mm -hmm. people aren't trustworthy. People will abandon you. People will lead you astray and manipulate you. And that's all I had ever known. And so Mm -hmm. being so embraced by mothers and fathers and siblings that just unconditionally love you and pursue you and want to know you and I remember sitting with you and Mm. Alyssa the first time and you guys were like tell me everything Mm. tell me where you came from tell Mm. me we want to know you that's the heart of Jesus that's the heart of the father Mm. I had never experienced anything like Mm. that before for me it was this mind-blowing healing penetrating (laughs) experience um And it just broke open my heart Mm. in ways that I've never been the same Mm. from just doing life with each other. And there's been so much conviction, just Mm. iron sharpens iron. And I know that, gosh, yeah, I'm not the same because Mm. of it. And I trust you guys with my whole heart. Mm. You know, I know that what you guys tell me is coming from a pure place of I want the very best for you Mm -hmm. I'm in your corner I'm I'm your biggest fan and all I want is to see heaven on earth like that is really our agenda and what 
we stand for together. And so um, just running together has been a gift, a gift. And it just looks like it's so simple. We're just like hanging out. Yeah. It's just like we're laughing together. We're having game nights. And then there's, yeah, profound moments of. <laughs> Where you can't get off the floor. Getting yeah. off. Yeah. yeah prophesying over one another. But it's Crying. so we're in this like f- natural flow of that's just life with God. Yeah. So. It's really, com- you know, we talk, community is kind of a catch word and it has been for the last couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, I think about Jesus and his disciples. And that, you know, when I see you all running together, when I see you all running with the vision together, to me, that's what it is. It's like you all come from different places. You know, you all have different gifts, different anointings. Your testimony is vastly different from, you you know, Mm -hmm. where you came from and and Amber. And and yet you all bring something so special and so anointed to the table that it works. Mm -hmm. And and you prefer one another constantly, always. Because you truly do, with your heart, you're in that position of, let me wash your feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that really is the heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and the church, mm-hmm. this is not a slam at the church, but I can just say that the church had gotten so political mm-hmm. and in and positions and titles and, you know, building bigger barns and and this is not a slam. This is just the ways of man. And, and it's so easy to let that happen. But what I see what God is doing through you all, it's like just the pure thing. It's like yeah. we just surrender. We, we surrender everything that we are to let him guide us, and we will follow him. And we will, like the disciples. What did Jesus say? How many times did he say it? He looked at them and said, follow me. Right. It didn't matter from where they came from, from what their personalities were, if they were reckless, if they were... I mean, even like Peter. I mean, he was like, you know, he was Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but Matthew, I mean, the tax collector. Yeah. It's like he looked at them and said, follow me. Yeah. And that's what he's done with you. And you're like his disciples. And you're, mm-hmm. you're, he's created this community that is his church. It's his mm-hmm. bride. And it's so, it's so beautiful and so powerful. And, and, and really, so many people from the outside, they look into the church and they think, I don't want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want religion. I don't want legalism. I don't want that. I don't want hypocrisy. I want the pure heart. Right. Right. I want the spirit. I want to know that. Yes. And, and that's really, I think, the influence that you carry because it is so pure. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. I mean, when I came to Santa Barbara, I, I told my mom, the, the Lord told me, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara. And I just told, I told my mom, I was like, I just want to worship. I was like, I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else is out there for me. I want to worship. And I don't think I had a true concept or, you know, just the, the perspective that I have now of worship um, from meeting this community and being um, with these friends and walking beside them. And in in and out of season, there's been seasons where the Lord has had me, you know, open doors leading w- worship at, at, at my college or for actually any church I've been involved in and seasons where you know, the, the doors close and 
he has me just before him and to learn you know in those seasons sometimes is when there's there's pain maybe festering in my heart or um things that the lord is is rearranging and i just i remember this this last season of just feeling like to to be honest like just the young one that doesn't have much to offer you know like and like the sinful woman like who am i to come before the anointed one but it's like in luke 7 where all all he wants is our hearts and i think that's that's the position that i i see modeled in our spiritual parents and my friends that like just give him your yes give him your heart and you come before him and he's the anointed one and and in whatever space you're in like just to pour out your oil on him and just wipe his feet with your tears of pain or whatever and just give him your heart give him your everything and like the fruit that it produces and and, and that the feeling of just i have been forgiven much so i will love much it doesn't matter where you came from it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you've struggled with when the spirit of God falls on you and you feel that freedom and you see the anointed one and you're just at his feet worshiping him. It's like, what, what else do I long for? What else do I want? But his presence in, in this moment, I can't picture anything better, you know, and to, to have this community, I did not see worship. I did not know worship like that until I, until I stepped into the place that I'm in now. And, and the enemy's tactics are that we would look at ourselves and we would look mm-hmm. at our sin and we would say, I am not qualified. Mm-hmm. I am not qualified. But Jesus says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You. That's right. That's yeah, right. exactly. He made us qualified. He said, that's my word. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, I. it's just, again, um, the Lord's, the Lord's plans, the Lord's plans that he would have brought us together and used us. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's really just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you may feel exhausted <laughs> because I mean, it, like we talked about this, I don't remember when we've had so many conversations just about it is the I mean it is called the work of the ministry but his peace and his grace and and his rest his Mm -hmm. joy it just propels us yeah in such extraordinary ways and so I I do I want to talk about like where you go from here um, if we could because um, all three of you are just integral in what God is doing um, not just in the church there but or through the church, but just in the place where he's called you to stand for this season or for mm-hmm. as long as he he has you there. I know that all three of you have talked to me about traveling and about doing missions work and about going to the other nations, and I know you have a heart for that. And I just speak into, into that and say that will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, these other nations mm-hmm. need what you're carrying, mm-hmm. and the young people need what you're carrying. And I just look forward to that day. I mean, I just have this incredible grand vision of all of us being together in one nation. You know, I, just your generation just packing the house, just worshiping. And it's just, 
it keeps me going. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Vision is just such an amazing thing when it's it's the Lord's vision. But um, but but just being fairly new to this and mm-hmm. and knowing how how sensitive that you all are to the presence of the Lord and His Spirit. And, and, and I've, I've heard you talk, and I've even been there with you when the Spirit has been really so thick and so present that it was difficult for you to stand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll have to tell you, just here in this sanctuary, I mean, we were like that for a number of years when God called us, and we were obedient. We, did the, you know, we said yes to Him. Yeah. Teach us how to pray, and He began to teach us about spiritual prayer and and we really gave our lives to that as a body. And um, people would come, and they'd literally walk through those double doors into the sanctuary, and they'd fall down. Wow. Yeah, but the reality of it, and and I can just speak this just from personal testimony, is, you know, I I was perfectly content on my face. Lord, just, just <laughs> I'm an intercessor. Just keep me on my face. Just keep me on the floor. But at some point, he comes and taps you on the shoulder yeah. and says, it's time to get up and, and speak and minister and prophesy and, mm-hmm. and, and feed the flocks. And um, how do you manage that? How do you do that? How do you cultivate that atmosphere of just that, that, that presence? Because when we come together to worship him, which is what you do every Sunday night at your church, and you do it every day in the place where God has you, and we welcome his presence we welcome his presence to be filled and for the atmosphere to be filled. And it's it's not just so that we feel really good, mm-hmm. even though that's the manif- a manifestation of it and the blessing of it. But it's for us to partner with him. I mean, his presence comes for a reason. His sovereignty, his rule comes to earth for a reason. We're calling heaven to earth so that we can function in it. And, and, and finding that way where you can actually function in that thick cloud and minister, and so I, I really want to commend you because I know is is wonderful as it would be just to be able to stay in that place of His glory and in intercession. He's you know He's had to grab you by the nape of the yeah. neck and pull you up, Alex, and say you got to get up and minister yeah. because the people come to the church. Um, you set an example for them just to step into His presence, but also you know a church feeds the sheep yeah. you know mm-hmm. jesus feed my sheep feed my sheep yeah. feed my sheep and so i just i'm just curious to know how you know what your thoughts are in learning in the development of that to be able to you know be called upon on a sunday evening during a service and say because i've witnessed this and i've seen this every time i come it's like you know alex has the anointing tonight so, Alex, we want you to minister, to prophesy, to minister, whatever. And, you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> and n- never once have I seen any measure of resistance, any measure of trepidation, maybe a little trepidation, because we all have that. Like, mm-hmm. I, didn't c- I didn't come with anything. Yeah. I came completely empty. I have nothing. Yeah. I just want to sit in his presence and be fed. Mm-hmm. But, God, because yeah. you're all leaders— mm-hmm. Every single one of you is going to be in that place over and over and over again yeah. where he says, okay, I want you. you could, Amber, I want you to come up and sing a prophetic song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so can you, like, just speak into that as to how? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hard question. I, I know. know I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that comes to my mind just at the end of that was um, 
yeah, I think with our with house church right now, typically something we talk about in our in our debriefs with Chris and Tiffany Nesbitt, shout out, um, is that we when we're like maybe even looking for a teaching, right? Like say say somebody in the group is going to teach that night. Ideally, like hopefully, that teaching actually comes out of your intimacy with the yeah. Lord that week. So rather than, mm-hmm. you know, going to spend time with him to find a teaching, right. it's like I'm going to be with the Lord. It's the fruit. And then out of that comes this teaching, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, so it's the fruit of that intimacy. And so I think that's something that we've talked about a lot. And even throughout the week as I'm spending time with him, I'm like open to him showing me something. If he wants to show me something for that week, or even it could be a testimony, not you know, or it can be mm-hmm. And I think he's he's just he is so faithful to to reveal things that he wants to show his kids. And sometimes it's the week before. Sometimes it's that night, you know, because mm-hmm. like at a worship night, none of us are pre- or out of church service. None of us are prepared to bring anything. And then it's that it's in it's within the worship time that he's, he reveals. This is what I want to show for tonight. Or mm-hmm. and he stirs it on our hearts. Yeah. And I think. I actually think something that has I've realized when it comes to coming off of the mat like I'm coming off of my face and and actually speaking um is the love that it's it's like the stirring of the love that he has for his children to want to share to want to break something off you know and he gives you that love for for um he like it's like yeah the love that stirs you to speak up and to get off the mat and to say hey this is what God is saying right now and that's what makes me bold. Even like, say I'm in a, in a different, I've been in different settings um, where the Lord wants to give a word to somebody random, like in a group and he's highlighting somebody to me and I might be scared or I might, I might not, I might not be sure if that's what God is saying, but he's, it's like the love that he has for that person to want to share it with them that actually prompts me to have to go. And then once I get there and I say it and I see them get stirred, you know, and be affected by his love, it's empowering. And so I guess, I don't know if that all makes sense, but I feel like, um, yeah, it's really just the Holy spirit that compels me to Hmm. share or to, um, to continue on in his spirit, but it might not be, might not might not be on my face on the floor, but it, it's getting up and and speaking or or sharing a word with somebody. But it's still like you're still in the spirit. You're, it's just a different right way mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about you know when you're <coughs> so in love with someone, like you don't have to muster up all the reasons yeah. why you love them because you're so enamored with them yeah like you've been spending time with them if somebody asks you what do you like about this person like you just rattle mm. off all these things mm. well you know he's like this he's like mm. this I love it when he does this yeah. oh my gosh he showed up in this way today like it's just burning on your heart yeah. already that it's just you don't have to muster it up um so yeah it comes from a place of I guess overflow yeah yeah. I I think similarly what what I was thinking as Veronica was talking is just what the moment from on your face to the Lord tapping you on the shoulder. It's like what almost stirs in you is that um 
this is for his pe- it's not just for me right. it's for his people and so it is the overflow it is the moment where he's like all right we're gonna get up and we're gonna we're gonna go forth and we're gonna spread out your tent you know like spread out your tent I have more for more people um yeah because it's it it is so easy you you never want to (laughs) leave you never want to leave that place but he also is like I have this for more and so um so then from that place there's there is that overflow and that's his heart and I think there can be a lot of pressure to come up with some extravagant profound you know I've just visited the fifth heaven and I've seen (laughs) I've seen 50 (laughs) scrolls and you know it's Uh just like so extravagant when really all we know is Christ crucified and what he did on the cross is enough Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. if we came every day and just talked about what he did for us on the cross and he gave our his life for us, that we could be free, that we could know him, that we could live in union with him. What more do we need to talk about? Mm -hmm. What more? I mean, you could sit on that your whole life. We will sit on that and we will behold that truth for eternity and we will be satisfied. And so what more? We don't need to strive. We don't need to come up with all these fancy, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. resting in the truth of what he did for us on that day that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like before we came up here, we were in the sanctuary and just laying on our faces. And I, a big part of me just thought, I wish we could just stay here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but God had, I mean, he had something for us to accomplish and something for us to yeah. do. And I'm just so thankful to have you all here. I wish I could keep you here. <laughs> and I will say, I like I will, that's something that I've been thinking about, just being here, because it's felt so restful to be yeah. here. And I think in this season of life, God has called us to different things, like multiple things of yeah. being and doing his kingdom work. And sometimes it feels like, oh, Lord, I don't want to leave this quiet place. Mm-hmm. Like, do I really have to go out there yeah. and <laughs> face do the people? Yeah. Oh, no, good. <laughs> I know that you love these people and these kids, but um, it is hard sometimes to, be, to, to leave that's the real. sacred place. Yeah. And you crave it. Like, and so that's, I mean, that's another conversation about how to, like, actually making the time, the space, committing to a Sabbath rest, committing to being in the secret place mm-hmm. and not just going, going, going and ministering. But, yeah. You know, what what you were saying when you were talking about um, just spending your intimacy with the Lord, like, during the week. Mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, God is all about our identity, and who we are in him and who he is in us. And that is cultivated in your prayer closet. I mean, that is, that's cultivated in your intimate times of fellowship and, and just establishing deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in relationship with him and his heart. Yeah. And, and one thing that I've learned is the deeper I probe into his heart that he allows. I mean, I, I literally have seen myself in the spirit and intercession um, just like probing through almost like running through the corridors of his heart and doors just flying open you know and him saying come into this corridor come into this corridor because his heart is endless 
it is so vast that we could spend eternity pursuing his heart and never see the end of it. And that's, to me, what is so exciting about eternity. Mm-hmm. And just to be there, you know, to, to, to be there with him. And um, yet we have the capacity to be able to do that in the spirit here upon this earth. And yeah. that is just so remarkable, right? I mean, yeah. it's like just the apex of existence to me. But it is about daily our daily walk. It's so much more about our daily work, walk than what we do on Sundays. Totally. Mm-hmm. Sunday oh, is yeah. the fruit of our daily walk. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about just that intimacy with him. And, and, you know, I have to push this because this is something that I have learned. I have grown in. I have, uh, it's become who I am is just that lifestyle of intercession. And intercession can be described in different ways. Mm-hmm. But the, the root of intercession is relationship. Yeah. And it's that heart that says, Lord, I I I want to be so in you, in your heart, that I feel the burden of your heart, that I'm pressing in supplication into the need and the lack and really the, des- the deepest desires of your heart to see your earth fulfilled, mm-hmm. to see your earth restored, mm-hmm. is what I meant, um, to where mm-hmm. I'm in that place with you, spirit to spirit, one with you, to where my intercession that comes out is the deepest, like, cry of your heart. <laughs> and... And so he gave, you know, he gifted us with the Holy Ghost. He gifted us with spiritual prayer, you know, praying in the spirit. Yeah. And 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 so you talk about just preparing for Sunday. It's really not even about preparation. It's about partnership yeah. and relationship and intimacy and commune with him. And and you partner with him in this. Jesus is an intercessor. Do you think he prays in English? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, Okay, he speaks to us in English because that's what we understand. But, I mean, or does he speak in French? You know, French is so beautiful. I mean, I always thought, this is heavenly language. I mean, it has to be. Does he speak in Portuguese? I mean, he speaks in spiritual languages. I have to know that because he communicates Mm. with the angels. And so he gifted us with that capacity. And when we pray in the spirit, in that deep place from our spirit man, We are partnering with him in the unveiling of his revelation of his mystery. And he plants that truth inside of you in that partnership. So you come to church on Sunday night and, and, and you're sitting there and you feel like the Lord, like, it's like all of a sudden the revelation of a truth from Scripture just comes to light. It comes right. to life. Yeah. And God says, this is a rhema for the people. Mm-hmm. And you speak that forth. And, and so we make it so hard. You know, we make it like this formula of... You put together an outline, you know, and whatever you have to do. And, and I, I am a firm believer in the discipline of teaching. Yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely necessary in the church because truth is contested constantly. And I just feel like it's so necessary mm-hmm. to study, you know, the root understandings of Scripture, Hebrew, Greek, all of that. But at the same time, coupled with just the spiritual dynamic of just functioning in who you are and who he is in you, that spirit within you. And then stepping outside with that and just hosting that mm. and being that pure voice. Yeah. And so, you know, you're you're doing it the way that he ordained it to be mm. done. And that is just committing. And you said it is a challenge. I mean, you girls, these girls work this incredible, they, they have a job because they have to pay the rent at the <laughs> Olive House. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they all, I mean, they're all um, graduates with, you know, from an amazing university. And they, they have this incredible job. I, I don't think we have time to really go into the depth of what it is, but hmm. um, and it's very, very demanding on you spiritually, emotionally, physically, and and yet um, and it's a ministry. 
mm-hmm. which of course is very apropos for the Lord to do that with you. Um, you're not a teller at a bank, but if you were a teller at a bank, you would still be. It's like Noah. I'm yeah. like Noah. How's your job? And he said, Mom, I love my job because every day I get to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And the fact that he's actually been there for as long as he has and they haven't fired him (laughs) because he's talking about Jesus. In fact, his boss is going to be transformed. I know that. He brings people to our church from there. He does, yes. So it's like it's like being in the marketplace. It's totally. like it's it, it is. It's we can't stay within the four walls of the church. We got to go out. Mm. And I forgot where I was going with this this line of thinking, but um, I'm sure it was profound. You're kind of saying anywhere you work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do have to. It, it's so important to carve out yeah. time. Yeah, every day. Right. To, just to have that intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, the Bible says pray always. Yep. Pray without ceasing. How can That's that be? Good. I mean, how can that be? The only way that can be is if we if our spirit man is praying. That is praying. And yeah, our spirit so man true. never shuts down. It should yep. never shut down. So you should yeah. always be in that place mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's rumbling going on in there. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I just read, that just reminds me of, the, I read, I'm reading a book, um, forget it's a red book but it's by John Mark Comer or something Mm -hmm. but he's talking about how it's about being distracted and like about um how we get so distracted easily and our generation especially with media and everything and social media we just don't have a lot of time we're busy (laughs) and how if say we did we all we were focused or we actually didn't get distracted so easily say you're like on a bus or you're going on your drive or to work or you're going on a walk or whatever it is rather than just getting on your phone or getting mindless being mindless if we were to pray without without ceasing like even in those moments of mm-hmm. you're in a grocery line or you're just paused to yes. pray mm-hmm. and to commune with the Lord or to speak to him or that's praying without ceasing and I'm like man yeah mm-hmm. I want to do that every day that's so good. Mm-hmm. Because you do. I mean, your generation, I mean, goodness, you were born with smartphones in your yes. hands. Yep. And and it's hard enough for my generation once we learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but ser- seriously, I mean, there's so much chaos. There's so much noise. There's so many distractions mm-hmm. um, that, that, that you've had to contend with. But yet at the same time, I mean, you're rising above that. Mm-hmm. And, and the enemy will not have... I think, to me, the greatest strategy of the enemy on your generation and on what is to come has, yeah. is media. Yeah. Is media. Oh, it, it's crazy. It just is. There's just so many voices. And, yeah. and it even filters into just... We've talked about this, too, just these last couple of days, into the prophetic movement. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to the prophets, like, if you just listen... Of the day, today, in this hour, just in our nation, it's very confusing. (laughs) So I just, I mean, I commission you and you and you and every one of your commit of your in your community to go vertical and to hear the voice of the Lord, the prophetic voice of the Lord, because every single one of you has just these incredible prophetic Mm -hmm. gifts. And one of the things I've just so much loved about just just being with you and just. Is just not only your faith, but just your boldness. I mean, I, I do see the early church. I do see the Peters, and 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 I see how God, His Holy Spirit, just continues to pour into you to give you that boldness. 
And I am never not with you where almost every single one of you pulls me aside or together pounce on me and say, we want to pray for you. And you know what? That That is priceless. And, and believe for healing and believe for this and believe for that. There's just this unstoppable faith. <laughs> and I, I remember, and I've told this story before, when Noah came home and I had hurt my foot. And um, it was really bothering me. And he... He, he saw me like limp a little bit or whatever. And he said, Mama, what's wrong with your foot? And I said, well, I did this and it's really bothering me. And he said, you may pray for you? And I said, yes, I would love that. And so he said, sit up on the table. So I sat up on the table and he said, give me your foot. Sorry. And so he goes just with everything within him and he lays hands on my foot and he prays his powerful wow. prayer of healing on my foot. And, he's, and then he finishes and he says, okay, get up and walk. Mm. And so I get up and walk. Is it still there? And I said, yeah, a little bit. He said, okay, sit back down. <laughs> we went through this like 10 times. Wow. <laughs> he was not going to quit until yeah. my foot, and my foot is totally healed. Come on. Hey. I mean, seriously, but it's just that, it's just like, it's just that just unstoppable. Come on. I'm going to contend, wow. and I'm going to stand in this place yeah. until your healing comes. Come yeah. on. And, and that, I mean, we, my generation, see, I feel like my generation has had to break off the 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 boundaries you know the, right. I, I feel like there's been so many religious boundaries that have and that's not even the right word but just barriers yeah and and we've had to through our intercession we've had to like break down those walls mm-hmm. to really to really open up the pathway of absolute just freedom and the spirit in that faith and I think that every generation carries something, you know, that's very profound for the next generation. It should be that way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, I just see the fruit of that. I see there is no religion. There is no, um, there's order mm-hmm. and there's honor mm-hmm. where honor needs to be. And there's obedience and there's discipline. But there is no spirits of religion. And it's just such a free, just a free flow of, of God's love and his joy and his faith and his goodness <laughs> and it just manifests in and through you and 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 I want to thank you for being who you are and being faithful to that because it is such an encouragement mm. yeah so we have um two minutes left and so I just want to to welcome you if if there's anything else you would like to add if you want to speak a word um yeah. say a prayer mm. um whatever God might put on your heart? I do actually. This dream is coming to mind. It's a quick dream, but we were talking about it last mm-hmm. night, and it just coincides with what you're saying about today. Um, I had a dream that I was trying to drive a car, and there was so many voices telling me how to drive. Go this way. Go that way. This is how you do it. Literally pulling the lever for me, pushing buttons in the car. Um, I don't know what kind of car has buttons that helps you drive. Well, in the but future, there will be. I'm there sure. will be, yeah. Like even an e-jet it was definitely for passenger. Or the, <laughs> the, the engine button. Uh-huh. Got a blast. Yeah. So, and I was, I was trying to listen to all of these voices and just crashing left and right. <gasps> and I think what you're saying and what has been a theme of this trip is to be so rooted and grounded in the truth. Yeah of Jesus and what he is saying because yes, there's so good. many voices right now. There's so many churches that are, you know, being thrown by doctrines, you know. Yeah. And Jesus talks about this, don't be thrown this and that way by 
different doctrines, but stay rooted. Stay rooted in the Word of God. Stay rooted in who He is, what's to come. Hold on to faith. Mm-hmm. Fight the good fight. Um, and so, yeah, that would be, I guess, my word right now um, for us as a church and just encouragement to stay grounded, stay rooted, and encourage each other, speaking life. Yeah instead of death over one another, speaking unity instead of division, speaking hope instead of, you know, joining in with what the world is preaching right now. Um, so that that is what I would say. Yeah, that actually makes me think about, uh, I think during COVID, during the beginning of COVID, when quarantine was, everyone was quarantining, um, I actually lost, I had a job before that and I had lost that job. So I didn't have anything to do for two months and it caused me to stop. And I remember it feeling like, I think everybody is caused to stop right now. And it felt that it felt like this is the Lord telling us, Hey, stop, stop mm-hmm. moving, stop yeah, going, yes. go to the secret place, go to your room yes. and stay there for not 10 minutes, but hours yeah. stay there yeah. until I speak. Totally. Stay there because I have things to stay say and I wanna love on you. And it was and I thought the Lord even show me I wanna I want to go back I want you Christians to go back to the garden, to go back to that place. And that's because because you're free. Like God Jesus has died for us so that we can be in union with him. And yet we are so busy that we don't even stop to yeah. be in union with him or we don't even we don't continue our day thinking of him. We almost compartmentalize him. And it's, I feel, I, as you're saying that, I feel like if we want to be in the truth, if we want to actually know the truth, we have to stop running and we have to like be, be with the Lord, soak with him, intercede, pray. And it's a calling to me because I get, like even the last right. couple of weeks, I'm so busy that I'm not actually stopping to hear his voice. And so, mm-hmm. so if we want to hear his voice, then we have to, like take the time and submit and surrender to him yeah and put his voice above every other voice yep yep the most high god the most the most high god it's another story (laughs) i wish we had more time because i I would love that (laughs) amber oh i mean i guess just the last thing that that has been ringing through my mind of everything we're talking about is um satisfy me every morning Mm. so I'll sing your joy Mm. your praises all the days of my life and it's not satisfy me once so I'll sing your praises forever it's every like morning every day I need to be satisfied in the Lord Mm. so I can get up so I can go out so I can hear his voice so I can know truth Mm. so I can be hope you know Mm -hmm. um and we need and and we need to be satisfied every day to, to just go forth and praise him and honor him so yeah amen <laughs> wow amen. so good so good well we are out of time but i just I, of course i want to thank you three and mm-hmm. and and just bless you and and tell you that you have um we talk about community you have a whole community that is all over the world of of saints and intercessors praying for you and I'm not joking so um, I just want you to know that we are um, standing with you as righteousness on your left and your right and um, I will forever say don't ever give up (laughs) and uh, we are here to provide whatever it is that we can provide that you that you need and um, 
just want you to know that that we are the body of Christ mm-hmm. and we are one in him and um you have such a huge part of my heart and I know really without even knowing a lot of the people that are listening you really have um are a big part of their heart as well because mm-hmm. I know them and I can speak for them and so I just want you to be encouraged mm-hmm. and and I we're going to send you forth back to California <laughs> I'm excited to say I'm going to be there in about yes. a week or two and so I see you very soon but um just know that we're covering you in prayer mm-hmm. and believing for everything that God has spoken over you and has ordained to see all three of you and your church and your community just to see you thrive in all things so um we're going to close now and um thank you for joining with us and until tomorrow when apostle ron comes for message of the week um have a blessed day thank you thank you you. and lord we just commit this we seal every word Mm -hmm. and we just ask you lord to just i ask you lord to bless these these women and their community and just to continue to pour your spirit out upon them give them peace give them rest mm-hmm. give them joy just every every fruit of your spirit mm-hmm. let it just flow freely through them mm-hmm. and so um we love you all and we will see you tomorrow or you will hear us tomorrow and then next tuesday for saints radio with pastor ron so god bless you bye bye, bye. bye.